Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. So as you're uh, turning in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5, I do want to remind you, as Yvonne mentioned, that today, this weekend, we remember the price of freedom. Memorial Day is not a celebration, it's a day of remembrance. And if you don't understand that, take a trip out to the National Cemetery on Appalachian Parkway. Walk through those solemn grounds and allow the thought, the knowledge of what men and women have done for us to sink into your heart. Today we remember those who put the uniform on and never took it off. And we're thankful for their service and the liberties and the freedoms they have brought to us. But we also understand that there is a deeper freedom that each one of us can know and live in. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 36, If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. We live in a country where we have liberties and freedoms, yet there are many who are still living in bondage because they have never accepted the freedom that only Jesus Christ can bring. And that should be good news to each and every one of us in each and every circumstance of our life. Because Jesus came and died and rose again from the dead, every bond can be broken. Every addiction can be shattered. Every habit can be destroyed. Every destructive behavior can fall at the cross because Jesus Christ can set you free. And that should be great news to everyone in this place today. I remember reading the fairy tale to my kids years ago about the beautiful young princess who happened to find a frog, and the frog, talking frog, figured that out, said to her, if you'll kiss me, I'll become a prince. She took the dare, and he did. And then you can, can you imagine they're sitting in a beautiful restaurant celebrating this great event that just happened, and all of a sudden a fly passes by, and that beautiful young prince jumps up and catches it with his tongue. So he may look like a prince, but he was still acting like a frog. There's a lot of folks that go to church every week that look like Christians, but they're still living like sinners. I've come to tell you this morning, there is freedom in Jesus Christ. Paul said the church of Galatia, chapter 3, verse 1 and 3, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you're no longer obeying the truth? When you read that from a new version, it says, O crazy Galatians, who has put a spell on you? You know what Paul is saying? Paul is saying when you know the truth and turn away from it, there's a demonic activity occurring in your life. And the only way to break that activity and that bondage is through the blood and the power of Jesus Christ. He said in verse 3, Oh, Galatians, no one understand. You can't start in the spirit and then move to the flesh. You think you can begin in the spirit and then move to the flesh. It does not work that way. When we come into an understanding of who Jesus Christ is and the power that he exercises in or over our lives, when we allow him, then we come to the place that we understand every, every, every authority other than him has to bow its knee. Every bondage, every addiction is broken through the power of Holy Spirit today working through you and me. 
What did Isaiah say in Isaiah chapter 10? He said, where the spirit of the Lord, excuse me, he said, when the anointing is present, every yoke is broken. The anointing breaks the yoke. It breaks the bondage and it sets men and women free. Throughout the scripture, we read this principle, 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is a spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or freedom. It can also be translated. We need to know and understand that Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, the apostle Paul was writing strongly to a church who started well, but had veered off track. To a people who received the truth, but then found themselves diverging into error to a people who he had led to Christ through his teaching and his preaching. He had built a foundation, but somehow they moved away from what Paul taught and they moved back to their old traditions. They moved back to their old habits. They moved back to their old lifestyles. I've come to tell someone in this room and someone online this morning that Jesus Christ has a way for you to live free today and forever. You don't have to go back. You don't have to go back. You don't have to pick up those old habits and behaviors that, listen to me, are destroying your life. You came to Christ because they were destroying your life. You came to Christ because you had a glimmer of hope, a glimpse of the eternal. You had life breathed into you, but then somehow, some way, you believed a lie and you went back to the old ways. You picked up those old habits. You returned to those things that, again, are destroying your life. Paul is saying to us very, very clearly in the Scripture that we need to understand when we have been liberated, freed by the blood of Jesus Christ, we should never go back. We should move forward. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I'm talking to somebody because you're living in yesterday. You're living life in the rearview mirror. And God is saying to you today, it's time to stop looking back, going back, frequenting those old haunts and places, hanging out with those friends that lead you into destructive behavior. It's time to make a clean break and move forward in Jesus Christ. Paul said in Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, I stand fast in the liberty, stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. The NIV says, it was for freedom Christ set us free. Let that statement resonate. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. I've come to tell you this morning, and I'm going to make a bold statement. There is absolutely no reason in the world for any believer in Jesus Christ to live in bondage. I don't care if you say amen or not. It's the absolute truth. You might want to pull your toes back under your bitch this morning because I'm coming after you. You need to understand today, there's no reason for you to be in bondage. Well, I can't help it. Yes, you can. I can't overcome it. No, you can't, but I know the one who can. You see, all we do is offer excuses rather than allowing God to move powerfully and mighty in our lives and break the yoke of bondage over us. God doesn't want us to be in bondage. He doesn't want us to live in bondage to human opinion. 
He doesn't want us worrying about what people think. He wants us wondering, what does God think? God doesn't want us to live in bondage over popularity, making sure that we're the head of the line and everybody loves us and, and cares about us. God doesn't want to live it less living in bondage to sin, addiction, or guilt. He doesn't want us living in bondage to worry and anxiety. He doesn't want us living in bondage to superstition or arrogance or ignorance. He doesn't want, living, live us, doesn't want us living in bondage to a fear of death. I need to park there for just a moment. Because there's a lot of believers that live way too cautiously. I've come to tell you, God didn't call you to be cautious. He called you to be dangerous. He called you and filled you with the Holy Ghost so you were a wrecking ball to the things of the world. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to stand up, stop worrying about what's going to happen, and march forward in the power of his name. But if you're constantly worried about the fear of death, what might happen to me, you know what you're going to do? Just what you're doing right now. Nothing. Nothing. Until you get over your fear of death, your fear of passing. to the, Do you understand that for the believer, the greatest thing that happens to us is entering into the presence of God? That's our hope. That's our promise. That's our future. That's what we're living for. Why then do we fear death so much? If we would release that fear from our lives and begin to live with confidence and boldness, you'd be amazed at the people you will influence for Jesus Christ. Fear of death. Get over it. Get over it. We live with bondage to our own selfishness, our demand for instant gratification. We live in bondage to our possessions that now possess us. We live in bondage of self-destructive behavior, and I could go on and on and on and on. I've come to tell you this morning that every aspect of the gospel screams freedom, screams liberty, screams deliverance. You don't need to be bound any longer. There's power in Jesus' name. That power will set you free. Do you understand Satan's aim and goal? is to do his dirty work through you. Let me say that again. His aim and goal is to do, do his dirty work through you. He needs someone, an individual, a human being, to work through to bring destruction around them and the world. I got to tell you something, folks. Satan's a, high, a hitchhiker. He's a hitchhiker. Don't you dare stop the car of your life and kick that door open and let him in. Because when you do, he isn't going to be content with just riding. He's going to kick you out of the driver's seat. He's going to be driving. And when he drives, he's going to run you off a cliff. Let me say it another way. There are so many believers trying to figure out how much sin I can have in my life and still make it into heaven. Listen, the Bible says where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. What does that mean? It means that when you're encountered, when you're confronted with temptation, there is grace available to let you rise above it, to move through it, to not be tainted by it through the grace of Jesus Christ. You can't shack up with the devil, my friend, and think God's going to pay the rent. It just doesn't work that way. He's not going to do it. 
Jesus said if we follow him, we will be free. John 8, 36, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So many times we think, well, I don't want to go all out for God because then I've got to obey all those commands, and those commands are burdensome. Not according to 1 John chapter 3. It says the commands of God are not burdensome. They're not too heavy. In fact, the commands of God draw boundaries so you and I can live successfully. We can live free. We can live in the victory and the power of the Holy Ghost. Stop resisting what God wants to do. Submit to him and walk in freedom. Walk in liberty because Christ has set us free from a guilty conscience. Christ, you say, I don't believe that. Well, you need to read the book of Romans. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but not after the flesh, but after the spirit. When we follow God, we don't have a guilty conscience. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to wake up every Sunday morning saying, I sure wish I wouldn't have done that last night. You don't have to live with the guilty conscience. You don't have to look your spouse in the eye and then dart your head away because you don't want him or her to know what you've done. There's forgiveness and there's liberty in Jesus Christ. When we submit to him, operate in the boundaries he has given to us, when we're full of the Holy Ghost, then we will live a life that is above and beyond those frequent habitual sins that are in our lives. When we're living for God, we don't have to submit to peer pressure. I'm talking to all the young people, not just young people. There's some old folks, too, that are still worried about what does my crowd think. Listen, if you lived as long as I've lived, you ought to have come to the place that you don't care what your crowd thinks. You're going to live as God has commanded you and called you to live. You're going to live full of the Holy Ghost, and you're going to be an... Listen, these kids, they need somebody to be an example They need somebody that will stand up and say, follow me as I follow Christ. They need somebody to say, come on, let me help you through this. I've been where you're at. You don't have to get pregnant. You don't have to have sex before marriage. You don't have to go out drinking. You don't have to smoke dope. There is a better way, and it's a new and a living way when you're free in Jesus Christ. Free in him. You don't have to live that way any longer. Addictions are broken destroyed in and over your life. You can be liberated. I told you, I'm coming after you. You better pull your feet back under the pew right now. You can be liberated from bitterness that results from hard feelings because you never gave or received forgiveness for an offense that happened 27 years ago. If you're harboring bitterness, you are not free. You are bound. And you're you're creating a playground for the devil of horns on the head and all of his henchmen to come in and wreak havoc in your life. It is not God's will that his church, believers who call on him, live with bitterness and resentment and anger and desire for revenge. Oh, somebody hear me. It's time to put it to the cross and let it go there. For if Christ sets you free, you're free indeed. Christ has given you freedom. Freedom. Why don't we enjoy it? Why don't we live in it? So three things I want to give you very quickly. Number one, how do we live in freedom? How do we live in liberty? By standing firm in the faith that's been imparted to us. 
We need to value and appreciate our liberation. We value and appreciate those soldiers who never took the, took the uniform off. But it's time for you and I to recognize in the church of Jesus Christ, in our relationship with the Lord, there ought to be some appreciation. There ought to be some praise. There ought to be some thanksgiving. There ought to be some worship because he set you free. It's time to value and appreciate your liberty. Not be constantly looking back and say, how close can I come to hell without getting burned? But rushing towards him and declaring, how close can I come to heaven before being taken? there freedom freedom whenever a believer comes to the lord they're just like ava back here they're free they're uninhibited they're dancing before him their life has been changed they're free many people claim to be in faith but the faith they claim to have is marred by their excuses by their immorality by their addiction, by the additions to Christianity of human rules and regulations. They are marred by adding things to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, the only faith that's worth having is a faith that results in loving obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. Is a faith that liberates you to dance, to sing, to worship. Oh, folks, I'm not talking specifically about a physical dance. I'm talking about an attitude of your heart that transcends to your thinking, that causes you to say, this isn't going to get me down. That's not going to stop me. Oh, devil, I've seen that before. I'm serving a living God. I'm walking in obedience to him. And the Spirit of God continually sets me free, continually brings liberty into my life. Christians who cause divisions in the church, they don't have a living faith. Christians who engage in immorality don't have a living faith. Christians who place themselves and their own desires over the needs of their brothers and sisters, they don't have a living faith. Christians who don't live in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, you got to look it up to see what it says. For the fruit of the Spirit is Christians who don't live in love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control don't have liberty in Jesus Christ. Number two, verse seven, Galatians chapter five. Paul said it this way, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Who kept you from doing what God has called you to do? At one point, the Galatians were doing great. They were living life in Jesus Christ. They were doing what God had freed them to do. Matter of fact, we know from history that the church of Galatia was started in about A.D. 47. The book of Galatians was written between A.D. 53 and 54. So think about it. In just six short years, they departed from the truth and returned to the legalisms of Judaism. And they tried to mix that with Christianity and somehow make it work. Paul said, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? That's the question every person listening needs to ask themselves this morning. Who hinders me from the truth? Who keeps me 
from pursuing God, who stands in the way of my pursuit of him. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, bad company corrupts good character. What friends do you need to get out of your life? What associations do you need to break off? What relationships do you need to end today because they're keeping you from God? Ava was free, but now she's bound. Now she's tied to someone stronger, someone who is able to control her and hold her. Oh, hear me, friend. You better watch your associations. You better watch your friendships. You better watch the company you keep because if you entice yourself with bad company, that's what's going to happen. Suddenly you find, I can't dance anymore. I'm no longer free. I'm bound. I don't want to live this way. If we find ourselves no longer running well, we must ask, who is hindering me? Who am I listening to? Who am I following? I may as well go on down this trail. Everything that wears the title Christian is not. And everyone who says they're a preacher of the gospel is not. Jesus said in Matthew 24, in the last days, false prophets will arise and deceive many. Folks, I'm telling you today, now more than ever, you've got to watch what you listen to. You've got to watch what you take in. You've got to watch who you associate with. Don't you tell me because he's on TV, he's a great man. No, I want to hear the gospel. I want to know there's a clear presentation that Jesus lived and died and rose again from the dead and that there's power through his resurrection to change you and me. And if it's not happening you better run as far fast and far as you can turn off the television shut down the internet quit listening to those podcasts and absorb yourself in the word of god why should you do that because the word is the litmus test for every message and if the message doesn't align with the word it's false teaching You need to understand it's time for you and I as believers to be able to discern truth from error, to be able to discern true prophets and false prophets, to be able to understand this is the word of God. I can follow that. I can absorb it. I can eat that. Move over that way a little more. Who Who are we following? Whose message am I putting the head of the gospel Because we like people to tickle our ears. We like things that make us feel good. We want someone that tells us, oh, don't worry about that. It's all okay. You're covered by grace. Listen, there is grace to give you the power to rise above sin, not grace to keep you in sin. And anybody who teaches otherwise is a false prophet. Oh, but he said, if I follow Jesus, I'm going to have all the money I need. I'm going to have a big house and a big car. I'm going to get me that trophy wife if I follow Jesus. It's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, come, take up your cross and follow me. The Bible says, deny yourself. Die to yourself because it's in your death that you find life. Would somebody understand what I'm saying today? What's hindering you? Who are you trusting rather than trusting God? What's hindering you? What's hindering you? The word hinder is used in the sense of an athletic contest. 
And Paul paints a word picture with that Greek word showing us runners running down the track in a race. And the word hindered means that someone steps in front of you and cuts you off or even trips you and prevents you from crossing the finish line. What's hindering you? See, Paul is not afraid to put the spotlight on someone teaching error. I've come to ask you today, who's hindering you? Who's hindering you? I've asked you today to understand number three, what's keeping me from obeying truth? What's keeping me bound? What's keeping me in addiction? What's keeping me living short of God's perfect plan for my life? What is it? Tom, would you come back, please? What is it? How do I get free from it? Is there an opportunity for me to change? Bring that camera right close here. You see, in order to change, you got to find the key. You got to find the key. I said, you got to find the key. You'll never be free until you find the key. You'll never be free until you understand how freedom comes. You'll never be free until you find the person who has the key, and his name is Jesus Christ. And you can and will know freedom in him when you turn to him and allow him to do a mighty and a powerful work until you're sick and tired of the shape you're in. Nothing's going to change. Until you're absolutely fed up with the way life works now, nothing's going to change. But when, let me see that, when you find the key, I said when you find the key, then freedom, that's freedom and liberty begins to flow back into your life and you recognize I will not be this way any longer. Today is my day of liberation. Today is my day of freedom. Today is the day I'm set free made it to the end of the message and now what is god leading you to make a change are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of christ then we invite you to join us at all nations church on sharer road in tallahassee a multicultural church founded on the truth of god's word and the power of the holy spirit our sunday morning service is at 10 30 and wednesday night service at 7 plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.